Welcome to Changing Channels Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Macmastunas. What's up, everybody? And as always, I have with me my good old American co-host, Jameson. What is up, my friend? What's going on, Mike and the CCP Nation? Not a whole lot, man. Not a whole lot. Doing good, man. I'm glad we're back. Yeah. Doing this before Thanksgiving because it's going to be busy. Indeed it is, man. There's a lot going on. I, I was looking forward to getting this episode in, though. I hear you. Are you going shopping? That's still up in the air, man. I have a five-month pregnant wife, so I've been. Uh, she's been hinting that she might want me to go fight the madness on Black Friday instead of her. So we'll see. It's we're in negotiations. I go every. I, this will be my seventh year, and uh, I'm excited because this will be the first time ever that I won't be out on Black Friday because. Walmart starts at 8 o'clock Thursday night for all the movies and the Blu-rays and the video games. And their sales are 8, 10, midnight, 2, and 5. So they want to make sure you're there the whole entire night. I do I do like that. I mean, like, I know there's some things at Toys R Us that, that uh, we'd want to get for the boys. And they, they open up at 9 o'clock on Thursday night. That's nice. I can yeah. handle that. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be getting me some Supernatural for ten bucks, which nice. is currently the new season out, which is like fifty bucks now. Uh, I'm gonna get some Captain America Blu-ray, which is only nine bucks, which is normally like thirty-five dollars. It's ridiculous. Uh, I'm gonna get the Thor Blu-ray. I'm gonna get uh, Green Lantern for a dollar twenty-nine. <laughs> I figured that's about that, right. That's about right. I figured that's good. And I'm excited, man. The video games are like 15 to 25 bucks, and they're the new games. So it's like, man, by 9:30, I'm done. I can go to bed, and then you know, then I'll work from home Friday. So it sounds like you're just going shopping for you. Well, here's the thing, <laughs> I the wife goes gets all the kid and the clothes stuff. I get all the electronic stuff. So usually, if we got to pick up video games, I got to pick up the video games for all the because what we do is we get money and then we buy. Uh, for all the kids, all the nephews and nieces for the big Christmas day. So you, it's me yep. and my wife are always in charge of that. You know, we get like so much money. And then uh, the Black Friday is when we do all of our stuff. So I'm in charge of grabbing all the movies. Of course, most of them are for me. But <laughs> but I make sure that I grab all like, oh, okay, you know, this kid's going to like this movie. This kid's going to like this movie. Or I need to pick up this video game. So there is a, a, a legitimate reason for it. But, yeah, I'm selfish. Most of it's for me. So. Got a boy. <laughs> I, I mean, last year I bought the whole entire series of Supernatural except for the new one that was out at the time. But this year they're changing it to where the new season is on sale. Because it's usually the season before and the new mm-hmm. season is not on sale. But this year they're changing to where the new season that's currently out that came out just a couple months ago is going to be on sale. So I'm like I'm flipping pumped up. Excellent, man. 
good yeah. times. So uh, that's good, man. Hopefully uh, you do good. Um, I, I heard Walmart's trying to do a protest, though, about yeah. about Black Friday. So we'll see how that goes, you know. We will see, man. My uh, my movie mojo co-host Brian wants me to go and be a a lead blocker for him at Target at midnight. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, hey, you want to come in and just like open up holes so I can get through with this TV? Like, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. You know what makes me mad? I I spent four hundred dollars on my thirty-two inch LCD TV, and now I can get one of those for like two hundred bucks. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hate that. Oh. But what are you gonna do, right? What are you gonna do? So exactly. Well, sir, we are talking some Fresh Prince of Bel-Air today. I'm, like, super excited to talk this. Um, But before we do, do you want to get in some TV news, sir? Let's do it. All right. So, uh, do you want to talk cancellations or renewals first? Oh, man. Well, let's deal with the cancellations, I guess. Okay. Cancellations are... 666 Park Avenue, Partners, and The Last Resort. Those have all been axed as of today. Wow. Yeah, I didn't. I know some people that watch the 666 Park Avenue, mm-hmm. um, but Last Resort is the one that I heard that most people liked. Um, you know, so it's just crappy. Uh, you know, crappy numbers, man. And, and they just, you know, with TV nowadays, as we've talked about before, they don't let you get a full season, man. You're just kind of, you know, the thing that sucked about Partners was Brandon Routh was in it. Right. You know, good old Superman Returns, which as much as people have issues with that movie, pretty much everybody agrees he was an amazing Superman. So it's like for him, I feel bad for this show, even though I didn't watch it because, you know, I want this guy to, you know, continue his career because obviously he's not going to be Superman anymore. But, you know, it just kind of sucks. He's in a new TV show and it gets canceled. Yeah, unfortunately, we're in the, we're in the time now, man, where uh, it happens every year. You get a few weeks, better put up some numbers or else you're gone. And so, I mean, you know, realistically, most of the shows that get cut earlier probably probably deserve it. But, you, but then you have the risk of losing a good show. It's true. You know? Needless to say, Arrow, uh, you know, it debuted at $4 million. It's been steady at $3 million, man. It's good times. So... Uh, I'm excited, man. We'll talk Samaro in a little bit when we get there. Uh, All right. But as far as cancellations goes, these are the, the the top three: Last Resort, 666 Park Avenue, and Partners. So if you watched any of these shows, uh, yeah. you're you're in trouble. And uh, speaking of cancellations, uh, our good old Zombieland themed episode Twinkies got canceled. What's up with that, man? Yeah, man. That no good, man. Hostess is done. Ain't getting no Twinkies. You know, Zombie Land two for sure now. You know what's funny though is after we got done recording, right? I watched Zombie Land, you know, a few times before we recorded, and and for some reason I started getting a craving for snowballs, right? Oh, <laughs> the scene where they get the snowballs. I'm like, man, I haven't had one of those forever. And we talked about it in the episode. I went out looking for a snowball, and I went to five stores before I found one. And I took a bite into it, and I realized why I don't eat those. Those are horrible. I told you, man. You just. <laughs> told you it's gross man i didn't have coconut in it wasn't i right well we were both right it has coconut on the outside and then it has like a chocolate like cake and then it has the cream on the inside okay no good nasty uh so not only does twinkie have an expiration date it really has an expiration date now man it's uh it's 2012 for those guys end of the end of the world for twinkies so unbelievable that sucks man so yeah 
No Zombie Land 2 for sure. E- even though those two are making a movie together, Woody Harrelson and Jesse Eisenberg, they got a new trailer out. They said this is the closest you're going to get to Zombie Land 2. Uh, and I know this is movie talk, but it's still somewhat related because it's Twinkies got canceled. Just Real like- life is becoming a Zombie Land 2 right now. Right. Man, I'm going to have to start hoarding my, my Twinkies. You know, man, I'm not a big Twinkie person. I think I usually like one every three years, so it's not really a big deal for me. But I'm not either, but now that I know I can't get them, I'm going to start stacking them up. Yeah, that's kind of how it is. You know, you want what you can't have, right? That's right. All right, so as far as cancels goes, that is it. Now let's talk some renewals. Uh, good old uh, Haven from Sci-Fi just got renewed a couple days ago. That's my like one of my wife's favorite shows. She's been on Pins and Needles about that particular show that got renewed and on the same day a show that i was worried about because this show has been renewed two seasons in advance since it started and that's burn notice Mm. i love burn notice it's probably my second favorite tv show on tv first one supernatural number two is definitely got to go to burn notice um what have you watched burn notice or are you watching it or have you not got there yet Still haven't got there. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, one of these days. One of these days. I hope you do, man, because Burn Notice is one of those shows that every episode is consistent. There's never a crappy episode. It's seven seasons in, and I have yet to find one crappy episode. It's just mind-blowingly awesome. And it just it's amazing how it's the same formula every single episode, but yet... It's so different every episode. It's basically you have the main plot of trying to get to the main guy or find out the people that burned him for being a spy. But him and his group, you know, Bruce Campbell and and Fiona, they all have to work to help the little people. And they have to take on different roles of, you know, being a mobster or being a gangbanger or whatever to help the little guy and blow stuff up and save the day at the end of the episode it's the same thing every episode but it's just it works for seven years now it's worked and i can't wait for you to watch man but uh this season man you know last season one of the main stars of the show was behind jail and she's the one that blows stuff up and my you know my wife was really missing her because you know she loves her and she just she blows stuff up you know she definitely makes the action of the show so without her it was kind of lacking well they they started off what i love about burn notice is they're the first show to start the mid season finale stuff where they do a winter um winter and summer you know oh, they yeah. you don't yeah. they don't do the whole where you got to wait 6 months for the show to come back on you only have to wait 2 months it's once it ends, you wait two months, it comes back on again. That's why this show is so awesome. It's one of the first shows to ever do that, and now Pretty Little Liars does it, so on and so forth. But uh, now that they started, the way that things have been going, I said, I think this is the last season. And then the same day Haven got renewed, Burn Notice got renewed. So I was like, okay, they're just going to change it up to be really hardcore. I just, you know, I thought for sure, I was like, if this is the last season, okay, great. But if not, I'm like, wow. I don't know how they're going to take it from this point on. The way that they're treating the characters and stuff is what I mean. Because mm-hmm. I try not to spoil stuff for you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, but it's just it's one of those things where you're like you're kind of shocked they got renewed based on the way the storyline is going. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so I am excited that uh, Burn Notice got renewed. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, American Horror Story. Um, Fox orders the full treatment of that uh, to debut in the fall of 2013. So huh. next set of American Horror Story. So people are digging it, man. They're di- they're digging the prequel version of that. So good times. Yeah, uh, it's pretty it's pretty decent. I, I like it. Game of Thrones, you know that show, right? I do know it. Yes. Okay, that returns March 31st, 2013. So I've never seen it. I've heard good things, and I know that there's two different versions. There's the uh, regular edition with all the graphicness, and then there's the edited version, I guess. So I think that's kind of cool that they kind of do two different versions of a show, an edited version and a non-edited version. That's kind of cool. Hmm, yeah. And uh, then, of course, S.H.I.E.L.D. will be coming very soon, and they're filling up the cast pretty fast, man. Are, are you excited for S.H.I.E.L.D.? How do you think that's going to go? I'm fired up for S.H.I.E.L.D., man. That that looks awesome. I, that's such a great idea and such a great way to keep the interest and keep the momentum from Avengers and all these movies. Just kind of, you know, you can tie a lot of things and have a lot of backstories together in this, too. It's true. I mean, D.C. is so far behind. <sighs> man you're not kidding light years behind man i mean it's marvel oh, disney is on a, is on a roll man they're they're the smartest company on the face of the planet buying star wars owning marvel owning you know kermit the frog i mean it's just crazy these guys are so flipping smart it's like the greatest business ever man i'm telling you they, yeah man they know what they're doing and warner brothers has no clue you know, it's like Batman's over. All you have now is Superman, and that's it. Yeah, man. I mean, Disney makes very few mistakes when it's when it comes to one of their big projects, one of their you know ten pole things. And I mean, this is cool. And the fact that they got Agent Coulson, they decided to put him into Shield. I think is awesome because I think he's a a great character. And really, I mean, they've proven with with. Their Pixar and their Star Wars acquisition and Marvel and all these that they're willing to go all out. And they're willing to do it right. So, I mean, you, you got to trust in it. Right, exactly. I, I hear you, sir. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I will see where it goes. So, should be exciting. Now, the last bit of news, uh, the Beverly Hills Cop TV show. They got their leading man. Have you heard this yet? No. Who's this? All right. The leading man that's taken over for the sun is Brandon T. Jackson. He is Axel Foley's son. Do you know where this guy is from? I, that name sounds familiar to me. Epic Thunder, Pierce T. Jackson in the Olympics, Big Mama's little like father, like son. This guy. <laughs> You've listed one movie that I've seen. Epic <laughs> <laughs> Thunder. Yeah, so I'm assuming I know. I'm assuming he was the uh, the secondary guy in Tropic Thunder that was with them. I think so. Uh, I own Tropic Thunder, but I haven't watched it yet. I just. Oh good things about it but uh yeah he is uh he kind of looks like um kind of looks like eddie murphy so it kind of works so good if stuff. it's the yeah if it's the guy i'm thinking of from tropic thunder i could he he was good i could see him pulling it off yeah so good stuff so that's uh that's it for news as far as i know of sir uh do you have anything tv news related that you know you're just like oh i totally remember i wanted to talk about because i think that's all i got at this point i got nothing for you nothing all right <laughs> all right sir so uh should we get into uh our talk on the fresh prince of bel-air let's do it now this 
here's a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school. When a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared and said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. I begged and pleaded with her day after day, but she packed my suitcase and sent me on my way. She gave me a kiss and then she gave me my ticket. I put my Walkman on and said, I might as well kick it. First class, yo, this is bad. Drinking orange juice out of a champagne glass. Is this what the people of Bel Air living like? Hmm, this might be alright. But wait, I hear the prissy bourgeois and all that. Is this the type of place that they just send this cool cat? I don't think so. I see when I get there. I hope they're prepared for the Prince of Bel Air. The plane landed and when I came out There was a dude look like a cop standing there with my name out I ain't trying to get arrested yet, I just got here I sprang with the quickness like lightning disappeared I whistled for a cab and when it came near The license plate said fresh and it had dice in the mirror If anything, I could say that this cab was rare But I thought, man, forget it, yo, home the Bel Air I pulled up to the house about seven or eight And I yelled to the cabbie, yo home, smell you later Looked at my kingdom, I was finally there To sit on my throne as the Prince of Bel-Air So, sir, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Let me just start off by saying this, and you could probably argue this point uh, before we even get rolling. I think out of all the shows that we've done at this point, this is the most consistent from beginning to end. Mm. This thing was for six seasons, and it was solid from season one through six. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree 100%. This, I, I was kind of bouncing around. Uh, I, I was having trouble getting hold of some of these seasons. So I was kind of mixing between watching it on TV and some of the seasons that I had. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you it, it's great. Season one to season six, I mean, the production value and, and you know, the sets and everything like that kind of change throughout as, as they get more money. But but the, the, the content of the show is great. Amazing. Uh, this had 148 episodes, which you would think with six seasons, 148 doesn't sound like a lot, but these were only 30-minute episodes. Mm-hmm. It's not like they were an hour long. Uh, so this show originally started on NBC on September 10th, 1990, all the way to May 20th, 1996. And uh, good old Mr. Fourth of July, Will Smith. 
before we talk about Will Smith, I want to tell you the reason why I started watching this show was for one reason and one reason only, to watch it for Alfonso. Because really? I knew him from Silver Spoons. So yes. I was like, oh, the guy from Silver Spoons has a new TV show. Who's this Will Smith character? And then I watched The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air strictly because of Alfonso. Um, I got to say, you might be the only person that, that has that story. Hey, <laughs> right? That that's my title. This is true, man. Um, yeah, I'm the first of everything. You know, Richard Grieco. It's like I'm the first for a lot of things, right? <laughs> this is true, man. This is true. I did love Silver Spoons, though. That was a great show growing up. Times, man. What's his name? Ricky Schroeder. That's Ricky Schroeder. Call me Rick from now on, and then he's like, okay, you can call me Ricky. Same as uh, what Joey Lawrence. You gotta call me Joe Lawrence, and then he's like, "Okay, you can call me Joey Lawrence." All right, I want work. You can call me Joey. Uh, good times, man. So essentially, this show, Will Smith is the main character, and he's a street smart teenager from West Philadelphia, and he's sent to move in with his aunt and his uncle in their humongous mansion in Bel Air, and uh, the lifestyles just clash throughout these um, every single episode. And we have some amazing characters. And really, it's all the supporting characters that make Will Smith the star of this show. I mean, this show really takes the supporting characters to a whole new level, in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, man, there's great. I mean, from from his family to the cameos and just like the all the people that come through these episodes. I mean, they got a who's who of young actors back in the early 90s. It's true, man. We had a lot of people in this. So let's go through let's go through the characters and then you know, like we did with in Living Color, we'll talk about the guest stars. So mm-hmm. starting off with Will Smith, obviously he's the star of the show. Overall, man, uh number one, he was funny every single episode. Never got tiresome. And uh this really is what made him, you know. Get a movie career. So what's your thoughts on Will Smith in this? I mean, this is Man, this is the beginning, right? Right. I mean, well, I grew up a, a DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince fan, you know, as a kid. And so before this, I'm like, you know, I he, he had funny videos. And so this comes out, I'm like, oh, this is great. And I, yeah, he's, I mean, he's obviously, he's the star of the show. The guy's got crazy charisma. He's just funny and just... <laughs> The style that he brought to the show, too, was great. Yeah, I agree with you about the videos. Um, you know, parents just don't understand. Girls of the world ain't nothing but trouble. I mean, it's like this guy had off-the-wall crazy videos. Uh, and then when he did Boom Shake the Room, I was like, that was my jam for that whole year. I would just listen to Boom Shake the Room nonstop every single day. I could not get enough of that song. The video was just crazy. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. It charismatic. I mean, this is the rock before the rock, man. Is Will Smith right here, man? This guy is—he uh, was Captain Charismatic before the rock was, man. So good times, man. Will Smith is flipping great. Uh, and as far as style, I mean, you're right. He had some crazy clothes up in this show. Oh yeah, this was early '90s at its best. <laughs> it's true. Uh, we're talking, you know, in Living Color had some good clothes, but. I mean, Will Smith, man, every episode, he would just come out with these crazy outfits, but he always looked good. It's like he never really had an outfit that he couldn't pull off. You know what I mean? Yeah, it didn't matter what it was. It'd be some green, funky, you know, oh, 
I'm just rewatching some of these episodes. I'm like, what kind of shirt is that? <laughs> if I was to wear that today, I'd probably get shot. But he could just pull it off, man. It's some good stuff. And then Carlton would wear those pink sweaters and everything else, man. So let's talk about Carlton. What do you think of uh, Alfonso? As Alfonso Car- Ribeiro, man. Man, Carlton is... Carlton is equally as funny in a you know in the straight man stiff guy kind of way, but man he I mean the the whitest black guy on television I mean he's so good that he's got a dance named after him. Oh, I love I mean, doing the, I love doing the Carlton dance. I go to a wedding, you know I'm doing it. <laughs> Can I just say that Will Smith and Alfonso do the most flamboyant male dancing in the show? <laughs> And yet, don't come across gay. It's hilarious how they do it. I don't know how they did it. I don't know what their secret was. But they were just so good at being flamboyant, but still being nor you know straight at the same time. I don't know, man. What do you think? Yeah, man. These these two guys made the show what it what it was, man. I mean, just the the the, the play between these two, and just you know, because it's it's kind of like an odd couple type of thing with these two. And they could just get away with anything. And it was just funny. It's true. I mean, this is this is our twenty one jump street right here, man. This is some this is some Deloise and Depp, man, right here. These two. These two made the show. It really revolved around these two. And they did a they did so much ripping on each other that it was mind blowing. Just the amount of of gags and just tearing each other apart. And then when things would get serious, which was not very often. You knew it was serious, you know. Right. Um, I'll never forget the episode. I think this is probably in my top three. Is you remember the one where Carlton? I think uh, he accidentally took like drugs. Yes. On top of you know he's just dancing and he just kind of, I think he's like what? Uh, he, he goes on top of the roof where he can almost fall off and die. Yep. Isn't that? Yeah, it? he was out on like this balcony or something. Yeah. And uh, and Will and I think it was Will's fault. And uh, and I think he like burns up almost. It's like he almost has almost a heart attack. And it was such a serious episode, which you didn't get a lot of those. So when you did, I mean, it was kind of like Twenty One Jump Street style. It's like, okay, this is serious, but Twenty One Jump Street was really always serious. But it was like when Fresh Prince got serious, it's like, okay, pay attention, folks. And uh, that episode was just so good because you finally got to see the emotional of like how much Will really loves Carlton. You know, you didn't get to see that. You always saw them bickering back and forth. But in that particular episode, it was like, man, I'm so sorry. You know, I love you, man. And then, of course, Vivian and, uh, you know, Uncle Phil, they were they were PO'd at Mr. Will Smith, man. Yep. Good episode. So is that one of your favorites too? That is good, man. That is good. That stands out. I do remember that one. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about James Avery, man. Mr. Philip Banks, Uncle Phil, uh, the voice of Shredder. Uh, love this. Yeah. Uh, you did you forget about that? He was the voice of Shredder. I did. I did. I, you just pulled that out of my deep memory. Yeah. Every time I watch Ninja Turtles, it's like Uncle Phil. He's gonna tear you up. <laughs> <laughs> Good time. So, uh, what's your thoughts on uh, good old Uncle Phil? Uncle, Uncle Phil was good, man. He was, cause he was that, he was that father figure. But, but you know, he he and Will had that dynamic too that kind of played in every episode where he was annoyed by him, 
you know, Will was always trying to get under his skin too. Didn't want to take anything serious. Phil, you know, Uncle Phil wants him to be serious and blah, blah, blah. They had a great dynamic, you know, and Uncle Phil throwing jazz out of the house all the time and just blowing up out of nowhere. I just, he, he's funny, man. These, these are great characters. It's true. Uh, the fat jokes were like in every episode. And if it wasn't like Will Smith doing it, it would be somebody else, like the judge, you know, mm-hmm. come in and be talking fat jokes. And then you just see Will just go crazy laughing. He's like, oh, no, man, I'm laughing about something that happened yesterday. <laughs> uh, I love Uncle Phil. He's good times. He's pretty much serious nonstop throughout the series. He was trying to uh, stop Carlton from getting in the trouble with Will. And then he was always trying to point Will in the right direction, you know, because he knew he was uh, he was from the wrong side of the tracks in a way. And he always wanted to put point him in the straight and narrow, you know, and uh, I thought he did a really good job. He was definitely he wasn't as funny as, you know, the Will and Carlton dynamic, but he was a very solid character that you could not, you know, without him. He was really the backbone of the show. Oh, yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Um so let's talk about Vivian. I was not really a huge fan of Vivian, you know, because I, I know that two which, different people. Which Vivian? Yeah. Because uh, we had Janet Hubert uh, Witten uh, uh, played her through season one through three. And then we had Daphne Maxwell Reed play her through season four and six. So, I mean, obviously that's kind of inconsistent. You had to have somebody recast as a character, but she kind of took a background. She really wasn't in the show as much as obviously uncle Phil and Carlton or Hillary or Ashley was. Yeah. I just, I never got into to Vivian. I, yeah. She was kind of just there a lot of the time, just kind of, you know, and, and when they did use her in episodes, like kind of made her more of a focus of an episode, they were usually pretty bad episodes, you know? And, and I actually kind of liked the, the second Vivian, I wish she would have been the original one because she was more. I mean, you look at Uncle Phil and then you look at, at the first Vivian, you're like, I don't know, man. I don't know how these two got hooked up. <laughs> I always thought the second Vivian was more believable. She was more the mother figure. Yeah, I agree. Definitely the, the second Vivian I enjoyed more than the first. And it's not like the first one was bad or she was horrible or anything. It's just she was just there. She wasn't as big of a presence. I mean, it's Jeffrey the butler was more of a presence than Vivian was to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about, uh, before we get to Jeffrey, let's talk about Ashley. Um, what do you think of good old Ashley Banks, who was kind of, you know, not nearly as much in the episodes, but she was still good. I mean, what do you think? We're talking about Tatiana Ali, right? True, which I think later went to be a porn star. No, did she? No. Did. She was a singer, I know that. Uh, I, all right, you you talk, I'll look it up. I think you're thinking of that girl from uh, Family Matters. Oh, yeah, let's see. Okay. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, Todd, Ashley was, she was all right. I mean, she was young for, for, you know, the first few seasons and kind of not really used. They started to use her more the last couple seasons. Um, and, I don't, and she was kind of like, like I was talking about with Vivian, where she was just kind of there for a lot of it. She, she kind of pop in and you know, give the the young kid advice or whatever, but I, I never thought she was really yeah, an integral part of anything. Well, she still looks the same. She's 33 years old. She still looks just like she did before. You're right. She wasn't the porn chick. Um, she did date Jonathan Brandis, though, from 95 to 98. That's kind of cool. Uh, but, yeah, she, uh, she was on, like, Young and the Restless after that. 
But uh, yeah, she she did she didn't do the nasty. You're right. It was the other one, Family Matters girl. That's right. Okay. It was the girl who disappeared from Family Matters, went up to her room and never came back. True. Um. So let's talk about uh, man. We skipped Hillary now. No, I'm I'm getting there because for me, Hillary, I was in love with her. I thought she was the finest thing on TV. Thank you. I love Hillary Banks. I love Karen Parsons. Oh my gosh, she is so smoking hot. I kind of talked about this. Uh, man, we were talking about uh, Major Pain on one of my episodes a while back. And she's in that. Kind of like, man, I just always had a thing for her, Karen Parsons. I'm telling you, man, the movie that I know, the movie that she was in, that I love her in, is Class Act with Good Old Kid and Play. Yes. Love her in that movie. Uh, because here's the thing. They make her be the the dumb blonde, if you will, of of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, which obviously she's not white, so she can't be a dumb blonde. But she was supposed to be the the quote unquote dumb blonde of the show. But when you got to see her in Class X, she was super smart. She was like sweet, you know. She was street uh, smart in a way. You know, there was still something she didn't get, but she was totally completely different than Hillary. And I was like, that that's my girl, man. That's Karen, man. I'm like, oh. Not only does she look smoking hot, but she's smart too. So I, I love her in class act, man. It's good times. That's a that's excellent, man. Yeah, I mean this one she was she was the rich, snobby kind of valley girl type, you know. And, and, you know, that works, whatever. But I I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah, she was supposed to be like the comic relief, you know, not she was supposed to be there for like maybe five minutes an episode, say something stupid and have Will make fun of her or kind of roll his eyes, whatever. But whenever she was on screen, I didn't care what she said. I was just like <laughs> what I was seeing because I'm like, man, I want that girl to be like my girlfriend because she's smoking good times. So, yes, sir. Thumbs up for me on uh, on Hillary just by the fact of, uh, you know, she's good. Good times. So um, but to in all honesty, though, she did have some episodes where things got serious. And she, obviously, she can obviously act. She pulled it off just great. I think it was a lot more funner when she was just doing the real dumb comments or just talking about money. and Because she, she had some off-the-wall comments that I, I just really enjoyed when she would just be like, what, you know, uh, I don't need to date that guy, you know. And uh, I just really enjoyed her off-the-wall comments. What about you? Yeah, she was good, man. I mean, because she was. She'd, she'd just talk about clothes. And stuff, you know, half the time. But yeah, she was good. She she made she made it episode she was in better. It's true. All right, so let's talk about Jeffrey the Butler, Joseph Marcel. Uh, I love Jeffrey, man. I think he's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Uh, he is the dry sense of humor guy of the Fresh Prince, and he just always whatever scene he was in elevated the scene. Yes. Um. So good. Man, I'm trying to think of just stuff that he did, but it was always so like small that it was always kind of like, for example, uh, that crazy girl, the real nerdy one that always <laughs> will all those crazy presents and stuff. Just, uh -huh. you know, and, and Will's just like, you know, OK, you know, you're you're a nerd, but I'm going to go out with you because you're buying me all these gifts. And she comes in and hands him a hundred dollar bill. And he's just like, how dare you? I cannot accept this. He opens up and he's like, Ben. Thank you, Miss. And walks away. You know, stuff like that. Or like when uh, 
they're I think Carlton's making this like hanky or whatever and Will comes in and blows his nose on it and he's like Jeffrey can you wash this and he's like I'd rather take a bullet in the head comments like that he was the very dry sense of humor but any scene he was in was just priceless. I like Jeffrey, man, because he was, I mean, he was the guy who was calling everybody's bluff, too. He wasn't letting Will get away with anything. He wasn't, he, he wasn't letting his boss, Uncle Phil, get away with anything. You know, he didn't, he wasn't going to take any guff from anybody. And he was just kind of like the guy who tied the whole show together, I thought. You know, he, he dealt with every character. And he just kind of, he kind of pushed things from, from place to place. I, I love Jeffrey. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. He pushed the, he pushed things place to place and was kind of in everybody's business, you know, especially with Carlton just always being by himself or it's like, he would always start off the episode. You would just see him making uh breakfast for everybody and just start ripping on them when they weren't mm-hmm. or whatever. Good times. All right. So, I think the elephant in the room of the ep- of the series was uh, was Nikki, uh, Nikki Banks. You know he yep. kind of randomly shows up, uh, but you know what I love about this kid Ross Bagley uh, that plays Nikki Banks is the fact of he's Will Smith's like kid in Independence Day. You know it's like his son, his steps, he'll be his stepson. You know right, right, yeah, because uh, what's her name uh, Vivian A. Fox? That's her son. And then, you know, they're going to get married. And it's like, I thought it was so cool when I saw Independence Day. I was like, hey, look, it's Nikki. I'm like, Will must have liked this kid so much. He's like, hey, let's bring my little homie back in this movie. Pretty much. So I, he wasn't bad. I mean, he was pretty decent as a kid actor. But it was just kind of random that he just kind of showed up. What do you think? No, I agree 100%. I forgot about him until I started rewatching these episodes. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. It was Nikki. Yeah. But he wasn't in it long enough to bring the series down. You know, like I said in the beginning, this show was pretty consistent from beginning to end. I mean, it had a few changes here and there, obviously, with like the Vivian changes and Anna Nikki and stuff. But uh, it was still solid from beginning to end versus all the other things that we've been reviewing. We're always like, oh, by the time you get the third and fourth season, it, it goes down the crapper. You know, now with this show, it was good stuff. All right, so let's talk about Jazz, DJ Jazzy Jeff. I don't know how I feel about this guy. He, In a way, he was kind of annoying because he was all about getting thrown out of the house. <laughs> I did love the whole, like, whenever they'd slap hands and then they go, Shh, like that. Yep. That was always cool. What were your, what was your thoughts on Jazz? Uh, man, I mean, you have to have him in here because at this point, they were DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. I mean, that was just who they were, so... You know, he wasn't going to be any part of the star of the show, but he definitely had a lot of cameos. He showed up. Hey, just show up and be Will's buddy who lives in Compton, kind of just a bum type guy who always come in, you know, come into the big mansion, rip on Uncle Phil, maybe try and steal something and then get thrown out. It's true. Uh, And he had a thing for Hillary, though, man. Yes, he did. And I was like, okay, he's kind of cool because he's trying to get hook up with Hillary and she wouldn't have nothing to do with that guy. She's like, get away from me. You're creepy. You know, she'd always have some funny comment to say to him, which was hilarious. Uh, what about Nia Long, man? Lisa Wilkes. Wilkes yes. Friend and later fiance. What'd you think of her, man? Because I, I dig her as far as like her movies, because she was in like, I think, Boys in the Hood. Um, mm-hmm. She's in the Friday. What? She was in Friday one, right? Part one. She was in one. Yeah, she was in the wood. She was good in that. 
So uh, as far as an actress goes, I've always enjoyed her performances. And as far as Fresh Prince goes, I mean, this is kind of her beginning stages, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think of her as Will's girlfriend and then later becoming her fiance? I thought she was good, man. I thought she, she's a good actress. She's cute. She And, and she's just had a lot of good um, kind of play back and forth with Will. You know, she was kind of, she was a little girl, but she was tough. And she wasn't letting Will get away with anything. Um, and they just had the two of them, obviously. I mean, they went on, both of them, to be, you know, successful movie stars. Uh, so they have, uh, you know, the, the chops and the and the, the uh, charisma between the two of them. And I always enjoyed it. I thought she was good. You know, and she and she got a lot of episodes. I mean, Will had a lot of girls come and go, right? Every episode, I mean, he had, he had our, our girl Tisha Campbell come through at some point, And just a lot of different girlfriends. And so she was one of the few that had multiple uh, appearances on the show. It's true. Uh, and I, I agree with you. She was small, but she was a tough girl. She wasn't taking any crap, you know, from Will at all. Um, but the one girlfriend, or I should say ex-girlfriend, was Tyra Banks, Jackie. Yeah. Uh, so here's the thing. You know, I kind of mentioned like a long time ago that I'm like in love with Tyra Banks, but that's kind of been going down the drain as as days go on. Uh, but she's definitely the ex-girlfriend. I mean, those two are always fighting. And uh, I do love the one scene where they're like in the cafeteria and they're like screaming at each other and they both start yelling the same exact thing to one another. Oh, no, you didn't. No, you don't get the last word. You know, that that was real funny. Um, she wasn't really in it a whole lot. But overall, what did you think of Jackie or AKA Tyra Banks? I mean, she's Tyra Banks, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, yeah, she was good. She's she no was good. She's no Nia. I mean, but she she was decent though, no doubt about it. I mean, she's definitely one of the uh, other girls that stayed around longer than the average girl of the week episode, right. you know. But uh, I like Nia's. I, I like Lisa a lot better than I like Jackie. But. Yeah. You know, when Jackie showed up, I knew there was going to be a real funny fight. That was going to be some good times. So, And then occasionally you got Will's mother uh, showing up, um, which didn't happen a whole lot. What would you think? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really have any opinions. I mean, she was – I I caught one episode where she was on when I was just rewatching it. And, you know, and it was all right. I mean, you know, the, the show was what it was, and they bring in Will's ma, and it would kind of change everything, and you know, and it was kind of it was cool at first, like oh, that, that ma you always, that's always talking about, you know, and, and you picture what they show in the opening credits of the ma, you know, you you go and live with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air, you know, and and it's not the same lady, right, right, you know, and so that so I don't know, I don't really have any major opinion about her. She was alright. Yeah, she was alright. So then we had some guest stars. I mean, kind of like in Living Color style, there was a lot of different people that rolled through this show. So let's go through some of the guest stars and kind of think or, you know, have various opinions on them. So do you remember some of the ones? Because we had some big famous ones. Uh, if I remember, we had Quincy Jones was up in this show. At one- yeah, Quincy showed up a couple times. I mean, because he was, what, the producer of the show. Right, exactly. And he's also the one that helped with the theme song as well. Uh, who else showed up here? Let's take a look. Who's some other characters do you remember? <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember. Man, we got huge, huge list here as I pull this. Right. Okay. We got, uh, Vivia A. Fox or Vivica A. Fox, which, you know, for a long time, she was my, I was like, man, she's smoking too. 
But then I saw her personality, and I'm like, oh, she's ugly on the inside, so I'll throw her out. <laughs> uh, we had some uh, John Amos was up in there. Oh, yeah. Had uh, some, uh, man, Pat Morita. Oh, my gosh, how awesome was that? Mr. Miyagi. Obviously, he wasn't Mr. Miyagi, but, you know. That would have been good. Uh, we had uh, Queen Latifah. She yes. was fine. I mean, Queen Latifah, she's amazing. I love her acting. She's always the tough, strong black woman, good times. And uh, a lot of there was one episode where Will was going out, just hanging out with his friends, and these dudes come in and start making fun of her weight. And uh, and Will's just like, remind me to make fun of their moms on Monday. Uh, she good times, man. Um, I really enjoy I enjoy Queen Latifah and anything she does. I think she's great. Uh, what's your thoughts on Queen? All right. I, <laughs> I thought she was good in this. And I like Queen Latifah, you know, because at the same time as as Will Smith was coming up, you know, in the late 80s, she was coming up, too. And she was kind of uh, kind of a novelty at first. Like, oh, man, she, you know, a female rapper. It was like her and MC Light were the only two that I'd ever heard of. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I liked her on this. Uh, over the years, I've grown to be tired of her. And I, I don't know. Movies like Taxi and things like this kind of frustrate me. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of hers now, but I liked her back then. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I skipped Taxi Driver. I was just like, I pick and choose. Like Bone Collector, she's awesome in Bone Collector. Yep. You know, I pick and choose. Uh, she was in uh, House Party 2, uh, Good. which, man, House Party 2, man. Just not feeling House Party Two. It was nowhere near as awesome as House Party One. Oh no, no. House Party One was off the chain, man. It was oh, that that movie's phenomenal. You get to Part Two, and that was one of my first disappointment sequels. Was House Party Two because number one, the party ain't till the very flipping end. It's boring with all this college and yeah, this stuff. It's just it didn't have the same heart as the first one. And it just, I don't know what it was, but there was something missing in House Party 2. And, I mean, Queen Latifah was all good in that movie, but there's just something about House Party 2 that just sucks. It's just like, ugh, it's like a two-star movie for me. And it's like House Party 1 is... That's saying something from you, Mike. Yeah, like House Party 1 is like a four and a half, almost five. I I would almost give it a five because I have just so much great memories. I'd have to rewatch it again, but I just, House Party 2 went to like a two star and the only reason it got a two is because of jamal the white guy that tried to be a black guy that would later, <laughs> that would later go into a uh, young black uh what was it young uh, young black or something like that yeah oh and, i forgot all about that teenagers yeah he was the main rapper of young black teenagers and did tap the bottle and twist the cap i'm just like yeah man i'm like i love jamal because that guy's hilarious but martin lawrence sucked in that movie kid in place sucked Ugh. I hate House Party 2. Ugh. Don't get me started on number three. That movie, I'm not good at it. <laughs> that movie's even worse than number two. It's like, what? Kids getting married, and you try to bring back uh, Tisha Campbell, and that's not even good. It's like, you're not marrying Tisha Campbell after all you tried to do in part one. So I know this is turning into a House Party talk, but I'm just saying, man, it's just disappointment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We really touched on a hot subject for you, man. It's true. <laughs> hey, you want to come out and talk some House Party 2 on us? <laughs> Good times. So then we had some Jasmine guy. Uh, she would actually go oh, on. Yeah. She always had a real funny, real low-key low voice, you know. Um, I like Jasmine guy, but she just had that sweet, sensitive voice. 
that she would always talk and you remember that whatever, whatever happened to jasmine guy well, i haven't remembered that name in forever uh bo jackson bo knows bo bo jackson was up in there yeah Dr. Dre, not the Dr. Dr. Dre, but Dr. Dre from, you know, Ed Lover, Dr. Dre. Yo, MTV Raps. Who's the man with the master plan? <laughs> Who's the man? That's a good movie, man. You got some, you got, man, you got all the rappers up in there. You remember, uh, you've seen that movie, right? Yeah. And remember when Naughty by Nature is in there, they're doing yeah. hip hop parade. And then the dudes come in and start, they rob the place. And then Naughty by Nature just ups and disappears. It's like, man, I thought you guys were more thug than that. You guys. Are- Much like their career. Exactly. Uh, Quincy Jones, we talked about. We had some Heavy D, of course. You got to have some Heavy D. Got to. Whoopi Goldberg. I don't remember her in in the show, man, but she made an appearance, though. Hmm. Uh, Chris Rock. We had some uh, Don Cheadle. Can you believe really? it? Really? Yeah, Don Cheadle was up in here. We had some uh, Chris Rock. I think I just said that. Vanessa yep. Williams. Malcolm Jamal Warner. Love him from The Cosby Show. He's Yo. Uh, Milton Burrow, holy cow! Uh, Evander Holyfield, you know. I remember that. Uh, he had to be in there. Jamel, Jalel uh, White, um, Family Matters, Urkel, Steve Urkel, Steve Urkel. Uh, we had some. Oh man, uh, Pam Greer was in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oprah Winfrey, man, we had so many people in here. Yeah, you started getting to the last couple of seasons. You know, the second half of their run, they started getting some bigger cameos. You know, they were it was successful, and you started getting some, pulling some heavy hitters. We wanted to be. We had some Regis Philman, Dick Clark, Donald Trump. Uh, we had some Raven Simone. That's what little girls are made of. Uh, Kim Fields, awesome. Boys to Men, Belle Biv DeVoe, which I can't stand that Poison song. Poor. What? I hate that song, man. Oh, Mike, we're going to have to brawl. Oh, so good. Damn that song. That song sucks. For all you people out there yelling at me, it's true. That song sucks. Oh, I hate no. It. I hate it. Oh, I can't stand it. Kareem Abdul. I'm just in a negative mood today. <laughs> <laughs> it's because the house party. House party got just disappointed. Got me thinking of how much I hate stuff. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was good times. Tisha Campbell. Um, we had Lark Voorhees. You remember her from Saved by the Bell? Lisa Turtle. It's true. I love Lisa Turtle, man. She's good times. Isaac Hayes, William Shatner, uh, Joan Van Ark, B.B. King, Jaja Gabor, which can't stand her either. Mm-hmm. Hefner. How the heck did he get up in here? They go to the Playboy Mansion or something later on? You never know. I can't remember that episode. Good eye. Naomi Campbell, Wayne Newton, Jay Leno, uh, man, Kathy Griffin, uh, oh man, geez Louise, Kathy Lee Gifford, Tamila Jones, man, we there was over like 500 guest stars. Yeah, people would just show up at the house or they'd get tickets to go to some benefit and be like, oh, you get to sit by so and so and oh, we're gonna meet so and so and people would just show up randomly, you know, like all of a sudden. Hey, what's what's this guy doing in the house? Oh, he's an old high school buddy of mine. You know, it's just some of those were just the worst intros to just get a cameo on. I hear you. So would you say like uh, as far as the show goes, that's kind of really the only like bad points or like where you thought the show kind of like, ah, you're only doing that just so you can get the guest star in because. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of those names that you just read off and, and more we're just kind of ramrodded in there for one minute, and the people couldn't. I mean, Evander Holyfield, man, 
he couldn't read a line. That was like, it was the worst acting ever. Like, hey, how are you? I'm here. I'm friends with Phil. You know, it's just like, oh, no, no. Yeah, that was the one drawback. It's, it's especially like season six. It seemed like every episode had to have a big cameo. But would you say, though, that even though we had the big cameos in season six, it was still good, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was still good because the cameos would come on. They'd be on screen for a minute, you know, and that was it. I mean, most of them, most of those would just be a quick cameo. But the rest of the the rest of the show was always good. Yeah. Um, I would I know we haven't talked about, you know, we kind of touched base on the judge, but Sherman Helmsley. Uh, I mean, this guy is just, you know, George Jefferson from the Jeffersons. I mean, this guy is just huge. And uh, he was such good times whenever he would be in this show. Um, what are your thoughts on the good old Judge Carl Robertson? Yeah, man, he's funny. That guy is, Sherman Helmsley's good in everything he shows up in. Just guy, just a tiny guy, like this massive personality. Just yeah, he was always good in there. He, I mean, he he would just kind of show up here and there. It's true. But I always enjoyed those. Yeah, he was really good. Um, uh, we had uh, Aunt Jay, uh, which was um Janice Wilkes, who was the youngest of the Smith sisters. Um, she was according to, uh, she was flightly according to Vivian married to a white man named Frank. Um, do you remember her, Aunt? Mm-mm. Yeah, she. I guess she also appears in the series with a baby son. She's one of the uh, co um, co stars that would show up occasionally. And Jay, Janice Wilkins, mm. Janice Wilkes. Yeah, I just don't remember her too much. Uh, we had Helen Smith, who was Vivian's loudmouth older sister. She uh, frequent marriage difficulties with her husband Lester, whom she finally divorces and leaves him custody over their son Bobby. So I. Man, I'm drawing a blank on Helen, too. It's like, yeah. remember the main characters and then the judge. You know, it's like, those are the ones that, that stand out the most. Uh, I remember the grandpa, though, Joe Banks, you know, Philip's father. Uh, he appeared in this episode, uh, Not With My Pig, You Don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, he was good. And then uh, there was also um, Haiti Banks, which is played, uh, which is Philip's mom. She yep. would be in six episodes, so she was good times as well. And she showed up, I think, a couple of times too with with Will's mom, if I remember right. Right, and because she would embarrass Philip by telling stories of like his origins and yeah, always call him Zeke and everything. She was good times. So yeah, I think overall though, um, why the show is just so appealing and why you can still watch it today. His number one, Will Smith, is at, you know, I, I won't say he's at the top of his game because he really becomes at the top of his game when he goes in the movies because you really see the acting ability because in, in this in this show, it was all about the comedy. You never got to see, like, the action side of him, obviously, or the dramatic side that he, on the occasional episodes with, uh, you know, a Carlton. For mm. the part, it was all about, let's try to make his, make you as funny as possible. So I would just say this is the beginning stages of the charismatic Will Smith that you know today, that this guy truly is a force to be reckoned with. I mean, this guy has it all. I mean, to me, you know, him and Dwayne Johnson are very much alike. They can they can sing, they can rap, they can act, they can do drama, they can do action, they can do horror, they can do, uh, you know, they can do everything, you know, and they, they, they're sticking with what they do best, though. You know, Will Smith's about the action comedy. 
Rock's all about the action now. So it's like these two, man, are, are kind of in the same ballpark for me, Will Smith and Rock. It's like hmm. I, I love these two guys because they're so charismatic is what they're what it revolves around them for me. It's like when I think of charismatic people, I think of The Rock and Will Smith. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, Will Smith, you know, I mean, this is a young Will Smith, and he's funny, man. He is really funny. I think that's what he brings to his, even his serious roles, even his roles that he does now, is he always has that to fall back on. Um, or he, he can always just kind of slip a little into it. I think that's what made, like, the Men in Black movies, except for the third one, good. Uh, was, you know, he was able to always just use that little, his comedic talent, even in action movies or, or serious movies or whatever. And uh, he's just good. He's fun to watch. Yeah. So why are you shocked with my uh, rock comparison there? I, I, I don't know. I just, I shouldn't be because, because you love the rock, but yeah, I mean, cause I, I don't know. Like I, for me, I always picture like, I kind of group in my mind. I group like Will Smith and Jim Carrey together because they have similar kind of career paths kind of running parallel to each other, starting off, comedically in the early 90s and then trying to be serious and and you know the way they've gone but i i understand where you're coming from with the rock i mean i'm not gonna say that the rock is funnier than will smith because he's not but he can do comedy i mean no doubt about it. and his comedy is more i mean obviously when we talk wrestling it uh when we talk about his promos the things he would just tear you apart would just you'd laugh more than you would be scared because of the things he would say. I mean, for me, it's like he's like Will Smith to a lot of people is the full package. You know, I know John, the mailman, he loves Will Smith. That's his man. That's his dude. That's you know, that's the rock to him because he's the full package. He can do music. He can act. You know, he can do all he can do any genre. I don't think there's one genre that Will hasn't been in. You know, even a chick mm-hmm. flick. I think he's actually done a chick flick before. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's. Well, he was in Hitch. Yeah. So it's like for me, you know, the Dwayne Johnson is the whole package. You know, it's like he's charismatic. He's uh, he can do drama because he's done Gridiron Gang, which is amazing. You know, he obviously he can do action. He's proven he can do action. He can do comedy. The Game Plan is one of my favorite, you know, kid movies of all time. It's a great family flick, you know. And then The Tooth Fairy is a total train wreck of a movie, just like Will Smith's had train wrecks of movies. He's done horror. He did Doom. Doom's not a very good movie, but at least he tried to expand himself, you know. And he can sing. He sounds like flipping Elvis Presley. And he can rap because I've heard him rap just like Will Smith. But obviously Will Smith's the better rapper. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it's like Will Smith is like, you know, he's charismatic and Dwayne Johnson's charismatic. But I think Will Smith uh, can expand a little bit more, you know, especially in a lot of other people's eyes because he's been doing it a lot longer, obviously, you know. And uh, this TV show really uh, just proves of how great Will Smith actually is as an actor because you get to see his comedic chops week in and week out. And he just proves himself for six years that look what I can do. Now let me go make some movies and do something a little different. And I mean, for what? Fourth of July? He's like the Fourth of July king. Isn't that what his label is? That's what it was, man. Because it was what three, four in a row that he had the big Fourth of July release until uh, Wild Wild West finally killed that. Yeah. Uh, but man, Will Smith. Uh, it's just amazing that. Uh, He's in our generation, man. You know, it's mm-hmm. like 
you know, Jim Carrey, as funny as he is, unfortunately, he's not he's not as successful as Will Smith is at this point in time. Hopefully, Dumb mm-hmm. Dumber 2, though, will kind of bring people back. Be like, yeah, you forgot just how great Jim Carrey was, didn't you? You know, because that kind of sucks. I'm with you. I, I love Jim Carrey, but he's kind of been going down the, you know, he's kind of disappeared, if you will. Right. When's the last time you heard from Jim Carrey? You know, what's the last thing he did? Do you remember? <laughs> no. With Dick and Jane, isn't that the last movie he did? Uh, they're like, yes, man. I don't know. Some of them all kind of blend together. <laughs> so, and Will Smith, man, if he's not making movies, he's producing or or he's doing something. So, good times, man. Do you have uh, anything else that uh, you got? Yeah, s- we're we're missing one big part of the show. One of my favorite parts is the the uh, the theme song to the show, man. Oh yeah. I'm, I mean, we talk about how every show we have has a great theme song so far, and this is right in line with it. I, I hear you. And it's all right. I mean, the theme song, dude. I mean, I obviously play it during before the review, and if you notice, the theme song is a lot longer than what you get in the TV show because the TV show is only like I don't know, sixty seconds, and the actual theme song is like three minutes. Yeah, it's good times. But you're right, man. Uh, it's definitely considered one of the greatest theme songs of a TV show. And I don't deny that one bit because immediately, uh, it's kind of like one of his videos, just like, uh, parents don't understand those of the world and with trouble. It's got the same funny comedic coloring all over the place. It's well, and the, the thing I like is it, it tells you basically the backstory to start the show. So you don't need to know. It's telling you everything that's happening. Like, why is the show here? This is what happened. Good point. I mean, you're right. Because of because of the theme song, you already caught up. You could be at any season and you could watch the show because it's telling you in the first minute everything you need to know. I mean, yeah, they don't have to. They don't. You don't, they don't have to explain like, well, why is this guy living with his aunt and uncle? Well, this is kind of strange. Why isn't this? Where are his parents? Blah blah blah. It's all right there in the intro. I mean that that you're right. That essentially is it's genius, really. I mean, if you're trying to think of a perfect way to have any random person watch your show and be worried about, oh man, I haven't, you know, I'm not caught up. Who cares? Watch the first minute of the show, you'll be caught up. What are you talking about? And then you hear the theme song, and you're like, oh, I get it. So. You're right, man. The theme song is flipping genius. I like it, man. <laughs> Outside of the theme song, man, did you want to talk about anything else before we hit emails? No, man. I'm, I want to hear some emails. So let's hear what the channel surfers have to say. One thing that I got early this month uh, from Tawana before she sent her an email, she sent me in this article that said the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air full cast reunion will never happen. Do you want me to uh, quickly read this to you? Yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air star Janet Hubert has crushed fans' hopes of a full cast reunion after refusing to re-team with egomaniac like Will Smith. Men in Black star Smith revi- uh, revisited his TV roots earlier this month when he reunited with his former co-star, including uh, Tatiana Ali, Alfonso Ribeiro, and James uh, Avery at a charity uh, luncheon 15 years after the hit family sitcom came to an end. The only cast member not in attendance were Daphne Reed 
and Hubert, both, who both served three years on the show as family. Uh, Vivian and now 55-year-old, and now the 55-year-old has revealed her absence at the event, uh, as was no coincidence. Uh, there will never be a reunion, as I will never do anything with an a-hole like Wilson. He is still an egomaniac and has not grown up. This reunion will never, ever happen in my lifetime unless there is an apology. He doesn't know that word. This isn't the first spat involving Will uh, Smith and Hubert. He previously deny, uh, defended himself against claims he was responsible for her firing midway through the series in 1993. Interesting. So maybe that's what really uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air star has crushed fans' hopes of a full cast reunion after refusing to reteam with the egomaniac like Will Smith. You know what? We don't need her. That's fine. You can do a reunion without Vivian, without the first Vivian that's already been replaced. I don't care. I hear you. I, I like the second Vivian as well. So this isn't hard question to me, but... You know, it is what it is. So, I mean, it's hard to say if that's really true about Will Smith or whatever. But It wouldn't. I mean, man, you never know. And when you get to be that big and that successful, you know, I mean, I'm sure it, sometimes it is hard to be humble. And you're talking about somebody who, I mean, this this lady, she's only known as Aunt Vivian for three seasons. That's what she's known as. So, I don't know, maybe she's got an axe to grind with him because he was the young kid who came up and, and blew up, you know, and she'd been, you know, she, she didn't. I, you know, who knows? Yeah. You, you never know what goes on. Haters are going to hate, right? Exactly. So uh, our first email uh, comes from our new listener, Lisa. We all yeah. Lisa from STL. And Okay, sir. So you were giving me crap because I couldn't say where she's from. Where's... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm going to pronounce it because, you know, I don't know how to pronounce stuff. She is from... The beautiful province of Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Okay. Thank you, sir. Yeah, anytime. Well, do without you, man. I'm here for my pronunciation guide. There you go. She goes, hi, y'all. I'm super excited. This is my first email to the podcast. I am so enjoying listening to the first three that you've done so far. I'm on number two. I think this is one of my favorite ideas for a podcast. Thank you so much. TV is so pivotal to us as we grow up that we find shows we can really identify with and help us get through some of those teen years. I love a lot of the same shows that you like, and it makes me excited for future shows as well. The Fresh Prince was such a fun show. I think it really spoke to Will Smith's ability to maneuver from from music to acting. I love how even though the show was about him, he always included Jazzy Jeff. I love how he wanted to seem so quote-unquote street but always needed the stability of his family. You can't beat the brother relationship he had with Carlton. He picked up, he picked on him like crazy, but stuck up for him like no other, which I don't think we, uh, we mentioned that it's true. When Carlton would get picked on, Will was always the first one to be like, you got something to say, you need to say it to me, you know, (laughs) that's my guy. I pick on him. Exactly. It's like nobody picks on him except me, you know, and then you would just see Carlton be like, wow, I can't believe you just did that. He's like, yeah, man, it's because I love you, man. You know, and then they do their hug and then it'd be like, then they start ripping on each other, you know? So times Uh, he uh, it's funny how they never really did much with his parents, even though he was a 
even though he was a minor, just living with his parents, uh, with, with, you know, the uncle parents, which she means hmm. Ashton was total nineties, but it worked. I wish they would have, I wish they had worked in a little more of his own music, but it's all still good times. I look forward to hearing your thoughts and so enjoy your dedication and passion for what you do. Take care, Lisa. Uh, I don't want to kind, I don't have a sign off to use, so maybe you can make one up. So that's from Lisa. So thank you. Very nice. Thank you. Good times. Uh, yeah, we'll have to think of a nickname for our channel, sir, for there, sir. What do you think? Yeah, we'll have to come up with one. Yeah. I'm not in a creative mood right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's a new channel surfer. So, you know, usually on STL, it's like, what happens when we get a new STL member? And then, you know, I play Bonsai, Daniel, son. Well, oh. I, I don't have nothing for channel surfers. So I'm going to have to think of something and then, like, throw that in there. Hey, what happens when we get a new, you know, changing channel surfer? You know, and then throw in a clip. I'll have to, I'll have to be creative myself and think of something. So There you go. She did uh, write in again shortly after that about suggestions. Uh, she said, hi, y'all. I wanted to throw out a couple of ideas for shows to review. I know not all these shows have tons of seasons, but still made some great shows. I want to throw some great 80s, 90s out there. She, As you know, she loves the 80s. That's, her, that's where she lives, which is awesome. So she's all about throwing out some uh, silk stockings, California... Oh. Charles in Charge, Small Wonder, Mr. Belvedere, Silver Spoons, Growing Pains, Perfect Stranger, Who's the Boss, Alf, Blossom, Doogie Hauser, and Family Ties. Man, she just threw out like half of my favorite shows. Oh, man. This will easily take us a year to, to get through all these shows. I've got, I've got a few of those I've got on DVD at home that I, oh, man, those are good, good suggestions. Okay, so pulling back the curtain. Uh, Jameson has requested a particular show be covered that I've never seen called Moonlighting. And uh, it's one of his favorite shows. And he's like, hey, it's a good opportunity for you to see some young Bruce Willis. I'm all down for it. I just said we could do that for like the February episode. But yeah, sometime, sometime down the line, get a chance to see it. But do any of these other shows, you're like, uh, we got to do that one, you know, before we do Moonlighting. Was there one that you're just like, man, we got to do that? Because I've seen all these shows. Yeah. Man, yeah, I don't know. It'd be, I think it's hard to choose. Uh, California Dreams, man, I remember that. Every Saturday morning after Saved by the Bell, I had to watch some California Dreams. Uh, Small Wonder Man had some good times. Growing Pain, Silver Spoons, Perfect Strangers, Alf, Blossom, Doogie Hauser, Family Ties. Family Ties is probably the one with the most firepower. You know, cause That's true. It was around for the longest. I mean, it's what made Michael J. Fox and how could you not forget the infamous family ties back to the future story, how he only got two hours of sleep while no kidding. future and family ties. So, so we'll let you know the next episode though, that we're doing is the year end review, uh, for, for 2012. That's the December episode. So we'll keep you posted on what we're going to do because, uh, Jameson here, He's a busy man. Uh, not only do you have a baby coming soon, but you also, you know, you plow some snow. Is that right, sir? <laughs> That's right, man. When the snow comes, I'm working hard. So here's kind of the thing with the, with the show. It's a once a month show, but during the next couple of months, it's going to get crazy with snow. So if you don't get an episode, it that's just how it is. So... You know, we'll keep you posted, but depending on how much snow we get, we'll determine if you get an episode that month. Just to I told you, Mike, just take the audio you already have of me, splice it up so that I'm answering your questions. 
You know how long that would take me? I mean, editing. Uh, you got time. Come on. I don't know, man. Ugh. It's not like you're recording 12 podcasts a week or anything. It's true. But, oh, man, I don't know, man. That, that would take me forever. I know it would. <laughs> it's like, how am I supposed to get your thoughts on Michael J. Fox when you're talking about Will Smith? That, no, you just take, you find me saying Michael at some point and then Fox at some point. Like, Michael Fox, great actor. Oh, but you're going to sound like a robot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Hey, welcome to America's co-host, Mr. Robot. That's great. So good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. So uh, she says, if nothing else, I hope I at least gave you some food for thought. Take care, Lisa. Very nice. Good food for thought. Good times. All right. Uh, we have, um, of course, Tawana wrote in, which... Dude, I have to say, at Movie Mojo Monthly, not only was that your best episode that you guys did, but mm-hmm. STL Nation and CCP Nation tore it up, man. They all wrote in, man. I yeah. loved it, man. We put I put out the call for it, and and the channel surfers and the STL Nation came through huge. I loved it. You had uh, John the Music Man, because you're like John from Philly, but you didn't know it was John. I couldn't remember which one. I didn't want to call it the wrong the wrong name. It's, yeah, I kind of figured that. I was like, dude, that's John the Music Man. Don't you know? But I know we have John the Mailman, John the Music Man. And now we have John G. So it's like, oh, boy, which John is it? And then you had uh, Tawana, who created a new segment, man. That's good times. Yes, that was an excellent suggestion from her. I love it. We're going to use that. Here's the thing. You have the Defend Your Movie thing, but you guys don't rip on a lot of old school stuff. You only talk about new movies. So mm-hmm going to take your opinion and is either i agree with it or i don't they're not going to be as compassionate or you know passionate about it as they would if you're talking about an old school movie you know like during your list that's when you're going to get defend your movie kind of style when you're doing like your top 10 you know action films and then you rip out a movie i like that's what made me decide to do you know like the punisher or whatever but i don't remember that i don't remember hearing you on there it's true because it was so you want me stealing the the thunder from your show. You decided not to play it, so we just did it during Zom. Um, but I, I think that's why you're not getting any defend your movie because of the fact of you're talking about new movies and people just want to hear what you have to say about the new one. It's not like you're you're digging the well and talking some house party too. All right. <laughs> I think the Star Wars thing is going to be a lot more. Um, you'll get a lot more feedback on that then you will defend your movie. That's my opinion on why you haven't been getting to defend your movie stuff. Well, I can't wait because we definitely rip on enough actors. Yeah, I, I, I think of uh, – I'll have to listen back a few because I'm just like, okay, what actor have you ripped on that I can't – because you love The Rock. Both of you guys do, so I can't that's get... what I That's what I loved about that, though, was Tawana went back to our top superhero movies, which was from the, the middle of the summer, and caught – Brian and I talking, well, we'll say Brian talking about Jennifer Garner and her mannish features and called called us out on it, called me out on it for Brian's words, but Tuana and I will talk about that later. She and, uh, but I love that she goes back, you know, months and finds that and calls us out on it. I love it. It's true. Yeah. I mean, she just said by default you were guilty, uh, essentially. But, you know, and you got to feel privileged because she doesn't do a lot of podcasts. So the fact that she picked up yours, that that's a good thing, sir. Cause she, that's because me, me and Tawana, we're like, we, we got kindred spirits. We, we talk. We, we got kindred spirits on our taste. 
It's all good. It's all good in the hood. Good times. So here's what she had to say to us, sir. She said, what is up, Masunish, Jameson, and the Channel Surfing crew? Now, this is a story all about how <laughs> flip turned upside down. I like to take a minute, just sit right there, and I'll tell you how I became a fan of French Prince of Bel Air. Love it. Oh, I know. So original, right? I'm sure no one else did that on this episode yet, which no one did, so you're good. So, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I absolutely love this show from beginning to end. I love the cast, which already she agrees with us that this show is consistent from beginning to end. She loves the theme song, so she's already on the right track, sir. Uh, I love the cast. I love the theme song. I love the loud coloring clothes. I love all the fat and bald jokes at Uncle Phil's expense. I love all the characters, even Hillary and the new Aunt Viv. All of it. Love it, love it, love it. She just said everything that you just said through your whole entire review, sir. She even likes the new Vivian. How awesome is that? That's because she's right. <laughs> <laughs> the only character that I can remember growing a bit tired of was the judge, played by the late, great uh, Sherman Helmsley. But for the most part, I enjoyed him, too. I love all the guest stars, too, especially uh, Jennifer Lewis, uh, Nia Long, Tyra Banks, Susan Pop- Wait, 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 wait. Jennifer Lewis? Yep. Jennifer Lewis. Huh, I don't remember. Uh, Nia Long, Tyra Banks, Susan Powder, Queen Latifah, etc. Susan Powder, wasn't she? <laughs> Stop the insanity! Oh yeah, she was a she was a character man in her own right. That's for sure. She, yeah. Uh, before writing this, I was only able to rewatch a handful of episodes. I watched the pilot episode, which was excellent and really set up the series very well. My favorite parts were Will singing "Back to Life" and when he was rapping and dancing with Ashley. Which I remember that Ashley has her headphones in and she's all like dancing and Will's doing like the he, – he's just dancing in her room just going off. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Th- didn't Carlton walk in then? Uh, I don't know what he walked in. It, I, I don't know. I, sorry, Tawana. I didn't watch the first episode. I was like skimming through season by season, but I, for, I didn't watch the first one because I, I remembered it mostly. But I was like, nah, I'll just I'll just skip to the good stuff. Uh, the pilot featured the full-length theme song too, which was a great big treat. Uh, it reminded me a lot of parents just don't understand. Uh, I watched the Christmas episode, which they seem to have one every season. It wasn't the Christmas episode every season. Then it was blank character gets a job. Uh, the first season's Christmas episode was really funny. Will and Ashley take the money Aunt Viv gave them for a nice uh, bouge decoration and go and buy uh, Santa's and Christmas lights to the dismay of the whole neighborhood. Don't worry. It's all worked out in the end. This was a sitcom after all. Mm. Smiles. Uh, f- from season three, I saw what I believed is my favorite episode. The one when Will and Carlton both want to impress the psychologist from the Terminator. Yes. The spot at Princeton. <laughs> uh, Will ends up getting the leg up over Carlton. Carlton has a meltdown, gets expelled, and wishes he was never born. And in a classic, quote-unquote, it's a wonderful lifestyle his guardian angel is none other than the wonderful, super sexy Tom Jones. Of course, they do a duet of It's Not Unusual. Oh. <laughs> Love it. It's Carlton's song, and I was in heaven. Do you, he would sing that, like, all the time, man. It, yeah, because it was, like, the whitest song they could come up with. 
<laughs> it's so true. All the actors did such a standout job. Will Smith, who doesn't love Mr. Fourth of July? Alfonso Ribeiro, love him ever since Silver Spoons. Karen Parsons, I think I identify with her character, Hillary, the most. Uh, I can be a bit of an airhead, and I also get compliments about my cooking. Um, oh, I get complaints about my cooking. I was going to say, I don't remember really <laughs> getting compliments. How many shows replace a major character like Aunt Viv and, sur- and survive? Well, it's because Aunt Viv, she wasn't at the forefront of the other characters. So that, that's just our opinion, though. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's why I really appreciate Daphne Reed. She did a great job, which I agree with. I am really bummed, though, that the reunion is not happening, apparently because of a breakdown of the friendship of Will Smith and Janet Huber Whitten. It's really uncom- It's really unfortunate that they could not get it together for the fans of this magnificent show. But as you said, sir, who cares? Get the new Aunt Viv, right? That's right. All in all, I am most likely going to end up buying the series on DVD because I enjoyed it so much and I really want to rewatch the whole thing and enjoy it all over again. I can go on and on about this show, so I think I will end by saying you guys are doing a great job. I enjoyed your discussion about 21 Jump Street and the Thundercats. I had fun posting my thoughts in the group after I finally saw them and the podcast definitely added to that enjoyment. That is it for now. See you online. Take care. Diversity constructive criticism and powerful praise <laughs> that's her trademark sir you know john the mailman's like considers email delivered that's hers constructive criticism and powerful praise which is true man i can never make that girl happy with the underground hour she'd be like oh i love this song i hate this song i love this song i hate this song i love this song it's like and it's like the same genre of style of music but she likes one and she hates the other it's like i can never make her happy with the underground hour you know what though at least you know where you stand with her it's true. It's like I never know what's going to happen. But she's always the first one to give me feedback. She's like, feedback on this Underground Hour episode. Love this song. Love this song. Hate, 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 hate. It was all right. It was okay. Love, love, love. You know, it's a good time. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. I love that she, she does the same thing uh, over on Movie Mojo. I love it. It's it's great. She she always sends great emails and always has great um, great feedback afterwards. Good times. All right. We have one final email, sir. And uh, this one says, hey, guys, great episode last month. I Really fun time. I love Thundercats. As for the Fresh Prince, what a great show. It was hilarious. I always enjoyed the back and forth between Will and Carlton. You just always knew Will kind of got uh, – you always knew Will was going to bust on Carlton at some point. Kind of like Jameson and Mike. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for reading my emails and your speculation about me cracks me up. Oh, this must be anonymous. Um, Jameson, one day I will reveal myself, but until then, just know I'm always listening whenever you're talking. Oh, Ugh. Boy. And Mike, I'm sure you'll find your own anonymous lurker. Keep up the fun episodes, Anonymous. Well, thank you, Anonymous, for writing in. Uh, I hope I don't get any stalkers because, you know, stalkers aren't fun. But uh, thank you for writing in, though. Man, dude, you got some serious you got some serious fan there, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, one day the revelation will come and I might be on the back of a milk carton. <laughs> it's true. You better keep your uh, keep your gun next to your bed there. <laughs> Good. You're, you're in Wisconsin. You can... Uh, you can uh, fire it up. You got enough space between the houses, right? It's like you're... I'm not in the middle of nowhere, Mike. I've got a neighbor. <laughs> all right. Well, that is all of our emails. Thank you guys so much for writing in. If you want to write in, do you remember the email address, sir? Because you did last month. Yes, it is ccpodcast1 at gmail.com. 
You are so good, man. See, this is why I keep you around. Cause this is what America's co-host is all about. It's true. You you correct me on the on the way I should say things. <laughs> you, you know the email address. And yeah, it's true, man. I'm like a trained monkey. <laughs> good times. And uh, you know, you never said, sir, do you hate House Party 2? You know what? I don't... I, Two and three kind of like meld together in my mind. I and when you were talking about it, it, it kind of helped me differentiate between the two. And yes, I do not care for either of the last ones. All right, good deal. I, you're like shocked. You're like, dude, you don't hate anything. No, I yeah, I was. <laughs> well, that's the thing is because because Contrarian Masunas loves basically everything. When you say I give that a two stars, that's shocking. It it, it hits me in my heart. It's true. Uh, I try to find the the good in everything, but sometimes uh, a huge pile of trash is a huge pile of trash. But when you unload, you unload with both barrels. It's true. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on Rob Zombie Halloween. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Let's not talk about the worst movie to ever come on the face of the planet, and that's Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Worst piece of trash. I saw that one in the theater, man. That was awful leave i mean didn't you not like halfway through just say this is the worst pile of crap i've ever seen i mean yes why didn't you leave i mean because i'm stupid oh man dude i can't believe you went to the theater for that my theater was so smart it didn't even get the movie it it was (laughs) oh you you disappoint me man i can't believe you stayed through the whole thing i don't i don't believe in walking out of movies man it it I will stay and just take the abuse. I just keep taking punches to the face. I'm not smart. Uh, but uh, on a lighter note, I will say this. I watched 21 Jump Street again last night. And, man, that movie gets better every time I watch it. it yeah, it's been, on, it's been on TV a lot lately. The last week or so, I've seen, I've seen it a couple of times, like, you know, half here and half there. Yeah. So good. I posted it on Facebook. I was like, a Channing Tatum movie I love. I was like, I it doesn't bother me, man. This movie is just so good. It's so funny. It's like it is. Now go check out Magic Mike for a movie you'll hate. I'll pass, man. Um, <laughs> you know, it, here's the thing. It's like the movie has more swearing in it than I would like, but it's so good though, man. It's just like I can't say enough good things about Twenty One Jump Street. I just and and people evidently. They listen to our review and they're like, "Oh, I gotta go watch that movie now." They they were never gonna watch that movie, but because we we hyped it up, they went and saw it and they're like, "I'm so glad I saw 21 Jump Street because of your review. It's so cool." So, you know, that's an interesting movie because I everyone that I talk to, myself included, who, uh, that is kind of the way they've seen this movie is everyone sees the trailer and goes, "Oh, that looks horrible." And I didn't see it in the theater, didn't see it, and a friend of mine was going, oh, "You have to see it. It's funny. Trust me." I know you don't believe me, you know, and then Roger Ebert came out and said, oh, it's funny. I'm like, all right, I'm going to check it out. And then I've kind of passed that along to other people. Like, no, you have to convince them. Just watch it. Trust me. <laughs> it's funny. It's kind of organically kind of grown that way through, you know, the, the, in the DVD and Netflix and such era of just, no, just trust me, see it, you know? And it, it's kind of funny because it does look like a bad movie at first blush. It's true. My wife, she'll be sleeping. And when she hears the movie on, she'll like, sit up she'll put on her iphone and she'll be playing her game but then she'll be repeating some of the lines from (laughs) the next scene coming up and it's just it's so good man it's uh good times man uh that's on a positive note if you haven't seen 21 jump street yet 
you need to go check it out because it's absolutely hilarious and it's not uh, it's not like the typical gross out comedy that we've been force fed these past couple of years it's actually legit let let me yeah hey can't see the word I'll help you out here, Mike. Hold on, hold on. This is my this is my job. Legitimately. Thank you, sir. Well, I put up some cones around your word. I've worked on it. There we go. Um, check it out because it's very funny. It really is. And the best part about it is the fact of it really takes the source material and and gives it to you on a platter and says we love what this what the show was and we're not gonna we're not gonna piss all over this this move we're not going to take the tv show and we're going to do our own thing it's like we're going to be after the fact and we're going to you know show respect and that's what i really appreciate about the movie so much i agree uh unlike oh dukes of hazard or unlike uh starsky and hutch and all, oh it's like the dukes of hazard i watched the general lee scenes and then i cut it off it's like oh horrible man all those te- the A team is the outside of 21 Jump Street. The A team's the uh, the other exception to the rule. It's like okay, that actually works in regards to respect to a TV show, but everything else yeah. sucks, you know. Yeah, that was the A team was another one that surprised me. Yeah, it was actually better than I thought it would be. Although it is funny about the van though in the beginning of the movie, you're mm-hmm. like, what? But at the same time, it kind of makes sense. You got to get rid of it. So yeah. But yeah, I hope they never ever ever do a Knight Rider movie ever. Please, Hollywood, don't ever do a Knight Rider movie because you're going to screw it up. You're going to screw it up. I just know you will. So please don't do it. (laughs) Uh, Even, you know, David Hasselhoff's all about trying to get in this movie. But if you don't have him in the movie, I don't know, man. You just you can't do it. You know, it's funny. I agree. I was just listening to a radio interview with him on there. And he's like, even still to this day. Wherever he goes, everybody's like, stop, I got a favorite Knight Rider story for you. You know, and it's just, oh, so good, man. And that's why I host the Knight Rider podcast, because I love Knight Rider. And where can they find that podcast, Mike? That's The Shadowy Flight. Uh, you can email in at theshadowyflight at gmail.com. You can find the show on the Stormfront production side of things over at uh, Flicks, Film and Focus, Show Me the Winston and the Crossroads podcast. Our buddy Jason over there, he's the he's the CEO the Stormfront Productions, and uh, he, uh, he started off with the Shadowy Flight, and uh, that kind of, you know, he got so busy, it kind of died, and then he, I was like, hey, I'm going to do a new podcast, I'm thinking about Knight Rider, he's like, dude, I'll hook you up, man, so Jason's my boss, it's all good in the hood, but uh, once a month, I record a Knight Rider episode, man, and uh, currently in season two, halfway through, and uh, I'm loving it, man, I love, love, love doing that show, it's so much fun good time excellent and uh it's only a half hour long too good times yes sir so uh have you listened to the recent underground hour episode sir i have not man i i, I told you i'm like i'm like a week behind on my uh, podcast right now i have i was having yet another issue with this new ipod that i got it's the third one in 12 months that i've gone through they just they all have weird bugs i have and, uh, the classic the 160 gig and i've had this for Four years, not a problem, man. I've got the Nano 6 Gen just because I like something small and I like the touch screen and everything. And, man, it keeps – there's something about this one that it just won't take a charge. Like I'll have it for – this last one I had for a week and a half, and then it stopped taking a charge. I had to take it in and get a new one. It's getting real old. Oh, that sucks, man. Yeah, and then you got to – then I got to, you know, get the new one and download, you know – 
all the songs and podcasts that I have. That takes forever. It's true. I, I was sitting at 22 in my inbox, and then I'm down to eight now. Nice. A lot of killing yesterday. Uh, man, Kevin Smith, man, he's all about the love on The Dark Knight Rises, but there's one episode where he brings this guy in, and they just tear it apart. I'm like, three episodes ago, you just said how much you love the movie, and now you're tearing it apart with this guy. I was mm. confused at that episode. I was like, what's up with that, man? I thought you loved The Dark Knight Rises, but it's all good. Mm. What are you going to do? Um, so, sir, as far as uh, what you got planned for December for Movie Mojo Monthly, um, you know, it's going to be Christmas time. You know, you guys, uh, you know, you guys yeah, December, or what? Well, you know, December last year we did our top 10, our, our favorite Christmas movies of all time. That was that was last year. So we're going to kind of leave that. Um, this year, December is a big month for movies that I really want to see. Um, you know, we have Lincoln that just came out this weekend, but then going into December with Les Mis, Django Unchained, obviously The Hobbit. There's a lot of movies, so it's basically going to be heavy on the reviews, um, kind of leading into January. Then January, we do our, our top 10, bottom 10 of uh, looking back on 2012, and that's kind of fun. I'm really excited for that. So um, next couple of episodes are going to be really fun, I think. You'll, you'll definitely get the emails then, man, for sure. Uh, yeah. I know next month I'll be doing uh, two episodes on the top 10 movies of 2012. One for STL and one on my friend's podcast, and I'll give you guys more information on that later. But uh, I, I never do the worst of. I always do the best of. Um, so that, that's kind of funny because you see a lot more crappy movies than I do. So. Yeah, man. I've It's been my mission this year to see um, every single major release that comes out this year. So I've got my list as soon as I see a movie, I put it in my list, and it, it's it's a growing list. I'm, you know, and, and obviously there's there's a lot of good, and there's a lot of bad. I'm I try to be selective, man. I try to be like, do I think I'm gonna like this movie? And I'm like, I'm, then I like spend my money and either go to the movie theater or go rent it. Funny enough, I saw my first 3D movie ever this year. I started with Underworld, um, Awakening, and I ended the the year with the 3D movie Resident Evil. And uh, I wish I had ended on Expendables 2. I really yeah. do. Uh, I, as much as I liked Resident Evil, Expendables 2 was the most fun I had this year in the movie theater. Uh, is But I saw The Avengers more than I saw any other movie in the theater. So it's just, man, it's going to be tough, man, as far as my top three goes between uh, Batman, uh, Avengers, and uh, Expendables, man. It's going to be it's going to be good times, man, where, where all these movies fall into place. Because I saw a lot of movies this year. Um, Journey 2 I saw in the theater, uh, Underworld, Resident Evil, uh, Spider-Man. My wife hated that movie, which is so weird. Really? She came out saying she liked it. And then the other day I said, I'm going to, you know, you want to get the Blu-ray? And she's like, oh, that movie is all right. Um, and when she says all right, that means she hated it. I was like, what? What? You didn't like Spider-Man? She has this thing. She'll come out and say she likes the movie. And then like four weeks later, she really tells me the truth about a movie. <laughs> don't want to, you know, come out of theater and say, oh, that movie sucked. She just likes to let me think she had a good time. And then there's some movies where it's like she'll go on Flickster and rate it. I'm like, oh, okay, she liked it then. You know, it's, yeah. you know, immediately she did that with Avengers because her favorite movie of the year is Avengers because it's a great movie. She loves the Hulk more than anybody. So she, uh, yeah. So I, I'm cool with that. You know, uh, she loved Expendables too, though, man. So uh, that was a great one too. Can't give her any crap for that. It's like, you know, and she loved uh, she loved Batman, so that was cool. 
Um, so yeah, man, it's good times. Although she, yeah. she thinks, um, spoiler alert, she thinks uh, Joseph is Robin, and that they're gonna continue the story with that. I'm like, no, no, I'm fun. <laughs> it's over. They're rebooting it in four years. That's it. You're supposed to take it, and you know. I have some interesting things to say about The Dark Knight Rises in my top 10 year-end review when I get to that movie. Oh, that's a, that's a tease right there. I've had a lot of thinking that I've been doing. So I have a lot of conflicts in regards to my thoughts on, on those three movies in particular. Dark Knight Rises, Avengers, and Avengers 2. How my real, or not Avengers 2, Expendables 2, my real thoughts and feelings. Now that I have had time to sit and think and reminisce and look back, I've had some in- change of hearts in certain areas. So, hmm. I'm curious. Yeah, it's gonna. I'm. 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 Ugh. I'm beating myself up of how <laughs> different things. So, see, I'm doing the same thing. I'm looking at my list. I'm. I'm looking right now. I've seen 68 movies that came out this year. Oh. And uh, and I feel like I'm under the gun. Like there are probably 15 movies coming out before the end of the year that I want to check out. Like, man, I gotta find a way to see all these movies. And, uh, and yeah, trying to, trying to arrange them into, uh, uh, the order and kind of picking out the, the good and the bad. I mean, it's tough when you get a 70, 80 movies in a year you've seen, like, yeah, you know, and they're, they're, I, I think that the great movies this year have been great, but they're just, it hasn't been a lot, you know, there's only been a few of a small amount. It's true. Um, as far as, uh, me, man, um, I got, uh, my guest, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger will be coming back for, uh, twins. Uh, I hope he's nicer to you this time. He was kind of rude. Yeah, just a little bit, but I, I do have to admit, I told him afterwards when we were done with the phone call, I love it when you scream yes to me. It's <laughs> hilarious. It's good times, but yeah, he was kind of in a bad mood for the Terminator, but you know, the Terminator, he's not really supposed to be up and lively. So I'm hoping for twins. You know, hopefully he won't quote Kindergarten Cop, and he'll actually quote twin stuff this time. But we'll see. That would that'd be cool. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna have to check with him, make sure he's in a better mood when we do twins next week. Looking forward to it. And then after twins will be uh, Kindergarten Cop, and then after that, man, I think it'll be time to uh, do another vote and then do the end of the year stuff. So I don't know, man. I gotta keep people posted. Um, underground hour has been going really good. A lot, a lot of new fans on that, man. It's been fun times. So excellent. Oh, good, good times. So if, if you don't know what the underground hour is, that's strictly music. It's one hour of just flat out the, my, the top five songs, uh, that I'm playing. Um, and then you guys send in requests for your favorite tunes. And then we do an STL song and, uh, we have like a comedy bit, kind of like a commercial break. It's been some good times, and it's been it's been very well received. It's very it's going very good. Uh, we had a story section, but we cut that crap out because that that wasn't going too good. Uh, <laughs> you know, trying to make it as radio uh, related as possible. And I was like, you know, people call in all the time about funny stuff. I was like, why not do that? But yeah, I think you said it kind of uh, stopped the flow of the show a little bit. So I was like, yeah, that's that's what I thought. It kind of. Just put the brakes on the show for a few minutes. So I was like, ah, I'll just cut that out. But uh, I did the first theme-related episode, the Headbangers edition, which Tawana's like, well, I'm not going to check it out because I'm not into heavy metal. I'm like, I didn't do any heavy metal. I'm like, headbanging just means rock music. She's like, oh, okay, I'll go check it out then. I'm like, 
Yeah, you know, like, I guess I should have worded it a little bit better. I just meant these are rocking tunes you're going to be headbanging to. That's all I meant. You know, the headbanger edition. That's all. Yeah, yeah. A lot of sepultura, a lot of good stuff. And then uh, the the next themed episode will be soundtracks. Uh, Yeah, I can't wait for that one, man. um, We're going to be doing three style. One will be, um, I had one request for the best STL movie reviews I've done so far, and they're soundtracks. Like, Mm -hmm. favorite movies, a song from those soundtracks, you know, and then the other one is great soundtracks, crappy movies. Yep, I and, love that. And then the other one will be, um, the other one is, uh, I forgot what the other theme was, but yeah, it's three soundtrack related themes. Good time. Cause I love soundtracks and everybody just has a big soundtrack related theme they want me to do and I'm excited for it. So excellent. So I think that's, that's it, man. As far as next month goes, uh, for December, we will be doing the year-end review. So we're going to be talking everything that we've seen from January to December, what we like, what we didn't like, um, what sucks, what's great, what we can't wait for in 2013, what we hope will um, continue, you know, not get canceled or will get canceled, whatever. Just do an overall all-year review. So send in your emails for that on your favorite shows, what you want us to talk about, all that fun stuff. And then um, for January, sir, I've had a big request for the wrestling episode, sir. All right. I'm up for it. Yeah. Just, you know, there's no way that we can watch a billion episodes of Raw. So we're just going to do our favorite moments from Monday Night Raw. Just mostly we're going to talk about the Attitude Era because that's our favorite, at least mine. I I thought that was yours, too. That's my favorite moment in wrestling is the Stone Cold Rock uh, era of just like balls to the wall, crazy TV. That There's a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about during that era. So uh, that's kind of a big one. I even have somebody that said, dude, I will write in on that episode, and I've never wrote in ever to your show. But if cool. you do that, I will write in. So I'm like, okay, it's cool, man. I've had some requests on it. So I thought maybe for January we could do the overall best stuff from Monday Night Raw. And then, uh, you know, I know some people won't check that episode out. And then for February, we'll figure something out. Or or if you're plowing, then we'll have to take a few months off. Whatever. We'll figure something out. So we'll, we'll see. We'll make it work. Guys in the loop. All that fun stuff. So, all right, sir. Well, do you uh, do you have anything left to say, man, before you help? No, man. I have nothing left. I am worn out. I hope the channel surfers enjoy. I hope so too, sir. Are you feeling better? You're kind of dizzy this. <laughs> I'm still, man. I'm I'm battling this vertigo right now. I'm sitting here feeling like I'm kind of swaying around. So. Oh, that sucks. If if my energy level was low, that is why. Well, if you get knocked out on the couch, go stick some raw in, man. So you'll be pumped up. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. Well, that is it for us. Thank you guys so much for checking out the show. You guys are awesome, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Soon as out.
I'm about to go downstairs to the family room. Gee, I hope ain't nobody down there getting busy. Well, your aunt thought her earring rolled under the couch. Look, man, y'all married. Where y'all put y'all earrings? Y'all business. Well, Jeffrey, it looks like I'm all ready for the harvest dance. Tops, check. Shoes, check. And a pure silk hand-stitched pocket square. Exquisite. Man, it is definitely peach season, man. Disgusting. <laughs> Could you please clean this for me, Jeffrey? I would prefer an assassin's bullet to this kind of living hell. <laughs> Yo, bro. <laughs> Kellogg Lieberbaum? Yo. This is my man, Cornflake. Well, I can't introduce us to you today. Uh, this is my friend, Didi. Didi, meet the Brat Pack. Hi. Excuse me while I go to, uh, to, um, oh, hell, I'm going to the bathroom. Good work, bro. She's quite a fly sister. Yeah, and I bet she's tons of fun. <laughs> you know, as a matter of fact, she is. Yeah, good honey is hard to find. Of course, uh, that one would be hard to lose. <laughs> Cornflake, remind me to talk about them guys' mothers when we get to school on Monday. <laughs> Didi? Hold on. It's for you, man. Hello? Oh, hi, Kelly. All ready for tomorrow night's big soiree? What do you mean you can't go? What kind of medical reason? A pimple? <laughs> Kelly, that's no reason to stay home. Look, I have a pimple. Actually, I have two. Hello? That's it. My life is cursed. No talks, no shoes, no date. Okay? Okay, don't panic. There's got to be someone I can call. Hi, Will. <laughs> How you doing, Lizzie? Uh, are you going to the Lakers game? I wish. I, I don't have no tickets. Oh, isn't that a coincidence? Here I am with two tickets to the Lakers game and no one to go with. Well, you enjoy yourself tonight, all right? Well, too bad you can't make it. The seats are center court. We can go on my dad's limo, and I have passes to the after-game party, but... Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, hey, who am I to be so selfish? Uh, will you say you uh, pick me up around 8? And, oh, uh, just for the night, how about you let your buns down? Master William, Miss Lindsay, to see you. Miss Lindsay, this is most inappropriate. I couldn't possibly... Oh, it's Ben! Thank you. Yo, Lindsay, what are you doing here? Will. Honey, that is no way to talk to your guests. Hi, I'm Vivian Wilzant. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Will, can I talk to you for a minute? Um, yeah, right this way, money. Um, honey, I'm sorry. I'm... Uh, Lindsay, what's up? I had a great time the other night. It was magic. <laughs> what did you do? I'm talking about us, silly. I, I, I didn't want the night to end. Well, you know nights do that sometimes. <laughs> Look, Will, um... 
since we had so much fun the other night, um, I was wondering if we could uh, spend some time together. <laughs> uh, look, look, Lindsay. I mean, I really love to. I mean, uh, but I have obligations. I have commitments. I have a goal. Watch. So, um, how about a little thank you kiss? <laughs> Thank you. Here comes the judge. Here comes the judge. Order in the court. Here comes the judge. It wouldn't kill you to crack a smile, you know. Judge Robertson, it's so good to see you, sir. It's so easy to see you, Philip. <laughs> Looks like you haven't stepped on the scales of justice in quite some time. He was. Oh, I'm laughing at something that happened yesterday. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm done now. Okay. I remember you. You're Carlton! <laughs> I've known you since you were yay high. Uh, ain't nothing wrong with his memory. <laughs> you got that right. Forget everything you heard about me. There may be snow on the roof, but there's still fire in the furnace. <laughs> and hello, Vivian. <laughs> Philip, your wife gets more youthful with every passing year. <laughs> no, excuse me, Judge. No, this is my, my daughter, Hillary. Oh. This is my wife, Vivian. You've aged. <laughs> and what the hell is that you're wearing? Oh, why don't we come over? Hi, Will. Oh, hey, Lindsay, how you doing? Uh, Will, I was wondering if you'd like to go with me to the autumn dance. Oh, wow. Um, look, Lindsay, now... I mean, you've been very generous, you know, but I, I just can't... Whoa, whoa, motorcycle helmet, hey. Hey, but, Lindsay, I mean, I can't take... Wow, motorcycle jacket. <laughs> hey, with Malcolm on it, I can ride and be righteous at the same time. Huh? <laughs> Look, but, but, Lindsay, I'm sorry. These go to your new Harley Davidson. Uh, now, what were you gonna say? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. Like, you wouldn't take it. Will? Hey. How did this get on the patio? Oh, no, no. Don't worry, Aunt Bev. I was careful when I drove it through the house. I mean, where did it come from? The Harley factory. Well, it came from Lindsay, didn't it? And what I want to know is, what does she get in return? Well, all the rides she wants, Aunt Bev. Well, you are acting like a pimp. Oh, come now, hold now. That is totally unfair, Aunt Viv. If a man was buying a woman all these gifts, nobody would have anything to say about it, right? No, no, honey. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. If you don't care for someone, you shouldn't accept gifts. And it diminishes you every time you accept something from Lindsay. Now, you were not raised that way, boy, and you know it. But you know what you need to do, don't you? Yeah, put out. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I gotta give all this stuff back. And? And gotta be honest with her. And you know that's right. If I keep the bike, I'm a pimp. 
I give it back, I'm a damn fool. <laughs> ah, well, pimp it is. <laughs> what are you doing here? As if I didn't know, right? It's over, Will. See what I'm saying? It's what? Over. But, but why? Why ask why? Look at her. I'm not attracted to you, Will. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yes, you are. No, no, I'm not. I've, I've never been attracted to you. Then why did you buy me all this stuff? Well, you're captain of the basketball team. You're popular. And being seen with you at the autumn dance made me popular, too. But now your job is done. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, that woman is ruthless. <laughs> you ever think about going into politics? <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, I Whoa, whoa, a... whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm saying, Lindsay, what about me as a person? What about the way that my, my cheeks dimple when I smile? And, and what color are my eyes? Look at you all quiet. You don't even know. Who cares? cares? <laughs> Feel so used. So cheap. Well, you certainly weren't cheap. It cost me a fortune. I want my stuff back. Now. Wait, but, but... Now! Shh. You take this ring back and you... Cause my mother don't scream at me like that. <laughs> Watch back and you can take this jacket back. Nice meeting you, young lady. Be sure to rock the vote. Yeah. You know, Judge, I never thought saying goodbye would be so hard. I really love that watch. <laughs>